Noah Brandon Davis was a 24-year-old from Ringgold, Georgia. He was a ladies' man, but had struggled with addiction for several years. Accounts differ wildly, but allegedly on July 28, 2014, Noah was with friends. But after this date, despite Noah's phone being used, he was never seen again. I'm at Denzel, and this is Unfound. Life is about a lot of things. Morality, philosophy, love, hate, and yes, death. But what binds it all together, what gives us humans, and this goes for all other animals too, the ability to live among each other however long we'll be here, is the successful transference of ideas from our heads to someone else's. Without that, there would be nothing. We would just end up being individuals fighting each other for scarce resources. We would not even be able to work in groups, because teamwork requires singularity of thought. And you can't have that unless you know what someone else is thinking. In fact, one of the toughest jobs of the two NASA Pioneer missions of the 1970s was not creating the deep space probes themselves. The toughest part to solve was what to put on the spacecrafts that could explain who humans are to an alien culture, in case the pioneers landed on a planet with life. Really, how do you convey the idea of Earth when you don't even know what language an alien speaks? Think about that. Well, in the case of Noah Davis... There is a vast collection of texts and messages showing his ability to share ideas with others. Then Noah stopped talking to his family. Then his social media conversations changed in tone and became very brief. Then he was gone. And we're left to wonder, could his disappearance be connected to this communication breakdown? And now a summary of the case. Noah Davis, by all accounts, was a well-liked guy, especially by women. It was not unusual for him to be juggling three or four women at one time. And it's not clear these ladies even cared. But Noah had a lot of guy friends as well, including his half-brothers from his parents' previous relationships. Yet, Noah had a dark side. He had struggled with addiction for several years. But things were looking up. Noah's father raised the money to pay for Noah to go to rehab at a place called Carter's Hope in Dalton, Georgia. And Noah agreed. So, on July 22, 2014, Noah's uncle and aunt arrived to pick him up to take him to the facility. But Noah wasn't at his mother's home, where he had been living. 
In fact, after this date, Noah never spoke to his parents again. Yet Noah was around. On July 24, 2014, he showed up at the jail to get his half-brother's belongings, including the brother's truck keys. Noah even exchanged text messages with several people during this time. And on July 27th, Noah and a young woman were at his Uncle Rick's. The young woman, who is now deceased, claimed they got high and Noah walked off into the woods and didn't return. After this, contradicting stories exist. The most common one is that Noah was with others at an American's Best motel in East Ridge, Tennessee, on July 28th. The problem? The person who is the source for that story now says it isn't true. Whatever the case, after July 30th, 2014, all texts and social media contact with Noah ceased. He was never seen again. Noah's disappearance has become a controversial one over the last three years due to interviews Noah's half-brother Josh has done in an effort to solve the case. Some people believe he is lying and may even be responsible for Noah's disappearance. Other people believe Josh is simply a passionate amateur sleuth who is doing his best, albeit with mistakes, to figure out what happened to Noah. Unfound will attempt to cut through all of that in this episode. And that starts by trying to answer these three questions. Number one, if the story of what happened on July 28th is not true, then could it be Noah disappeared after walking away from Uncle Rick's on the 27th? Number two, could Noah have been in debt to someone given that he stole some items from family members in the weeks before his disappearance and seemed to have no conscience regarding his actions? And number three, during the last few days of Noah using his phone, July 28th through the 30th, was it actually Noah typing out those messages? Noah's family is not only split on their beliefs as to what happened to him, they have also taken up sides as to who best represents them in the media. The guest for this episode is Noah's half-brother, Jason Stevens. Unfound News I forgot to mention last week that there is no January 2021 newsletter. The reason is a combination of the update episode kind of being a newsletter in and of itself, and my dad springing it on me at the last second that he wanted me to take him back to Pennsylvania. Don't worry, the newsletter will return on February 1st. Next, while I was in Estero, Florida this past weekend for a disc golf tournament, I got to make a couple more map analysis videos concerning older unfound episodes. The two disappearances covered were Tiffany Daniels and Al Copper. They can be found at the Unfound podcast channel on YouTube. Finally, put it on your calendars, January 25th, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's a Monday. I will be having another discussion with one of my favorite people, Dr. Grace Telesco. It will be on her YouTube channel, Not Unfounds. We will be discussing the disappearance of Chelsea Cobo. 
Yes, a case we covered recently. Where you can find Unfound. Unfound supports accounts on Podomatic, iTunes, Stitcher, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Deezer, Facebook, and YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, please join us on our podcast channel for the Unfound live show. All of you can talk with me and I can answer your questions. Contribute to Unfound at patreon.com forward slash unfound podcast. You can also contribute at PayPal, paypal.me forward slash unfound podcast. And do not forget the website, theunfoundpodcast.com. Before this interview starts, I need to thank John Lorden at Lorden Arts on YouTube. Due to his own coverage of Noah's disappearance in 2018, John has been able to give me experienced insight into Noah's case, and that knowledge has made this episode possible. I'm so happy to have on this episode of Unfound the half-brother of Noah Davis, Jason Stevens. Jason, welcome to Unfound. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Let's start here. Uh, As I stated, uh, you are Noah's half-brother. You are – you and Noah share a similar father, same father. Same father, correct. Okay. And as far as age difference goes, uh, Noah, older than you, younger than you? Uh, He is younger than me, uh, 10 years. Oh, wow, 10 years. That big of a difference. Okay, I did not realize that. Okay. And I think the listeners uh, realize that um, Noah does have other brothers and sisters. Maybe – I don't think we have to go through all their names or anything, but how many brothers and half-brothers, half-sisters do you two have? Uh, well, me and Noah, we uh, share uh, two two brothers and one sister uh, by by my dad, Jerry Stevens. Wow. Okay. All right. And um, just the overall family dynamic, uh, I have to admit that sounds uh, you know a little complicated. You know, a lot of uh, half brothers, half sisters. Did you all of you get together very often? Uh, things like that. Was everything cordial between different uh, mothers and fathers? How would you explain the overall family dynamic of the Stevenses and the Davises? Well, the, the, the Stevens is. I mean, we're defined by a family of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a twin brother, and I've got a brother that's six years older than me. Um, you know, my dad uh, was great to us. Uh, he got divorced to my mom when I was six months old. Wow. Uh, but, you know, my dad was always present in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when, you know, I was, I guess, nine years old, he, he dated uh, uh, Noah's mother, Janice. And mm-hmm. I, I remember those times. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I remember Noah being born, but there was... Uh, there wasn't a lot of speculation that it was my dad's. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, looking back now on what I know now, I, I see why. Um, but you know, my, my dad, I mean, we're a close family. Uh, we got together a lot. My younger sister is uh, 20 years younger than me. Wow. Um, is that my uh, uh, mm-hmm. dad, you know, was married to my stepmom for, for 25 years before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were a close family. 
Um, and then, you know, my dad uh, really got to start building a relationship with Noah when he was 11, and then I, mm-hmm. that was put on hold uh, for a while, and we can get into that due to some circumstances. But my dad really, two and a half, three years before Noah went missing, really built a strong relationship with Noah and, and, and right. helped him so much. All right, and I certainly do want to talk about that. Um, so you, who were you uh, raised by, Jason, being 10 years older? Who were you raised by? Um, Basically my mom and my stepdad. Oh. Um, you know, but I was at my dad's every other weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very much in my dad's life, but on a day-to-day, he was raised by my mom and my, and my stepdad. Okay. And in contrast, uh, Noah, who was he raised by? Noah was raised by Janice mm-hmm. and uh, her husband at the time. Okay. I, I can't think of his name. All right, so you, so really, even though you're half-brothers, you were raised by two totally different sets of parents most of the time. Correct. Okay, Correct. gotcha. And during that time, um, you know, is once again, being 10 years older, so when he's turning 10, you're turning 20, so I don't know how much you would have had in common or run across each other, but how often would you say that you saw Noah? Over the years, well, when I was uh, thirteen or fourteen, um, so Noah was, uh, I guess, four. Uh, my dad at Christmas, I remember him buying a, taking us to go buy a bicycle to take Noah on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a child, I never really knew that Noah was my half brother. Okay. Um, yeah, when I when I became, you know. 14 and Noah was four, I had the, the, the speculation because I knew my dad was dating Janice at the time. And mm-hmm. I remember going to their house and uh, I remember Josh and Chase, Noah's other half-brothers. You yeah. know, I remember them being little and I remember Janice. So uh, most of my life, you know, until I was 14, I started having the speculation. But, you know, my dad just... My dad was in a rough spot in his life at that time, and uh, he, he never pursued a relationship. And But mm-hmm. I always knew he was my brother. I remember seeing him when I went to court for child support. Goodness, uh, Noah was probably uh, 14, 15 at the time. I remember seeing him in the halls of the courthouse and, uh, and seeing Janice. And, and we knew. We knew that we were, were brothers, and mm-hmm. he was excited to see him, and I was excited to see him, and I hugged Janice's neck and, and hugged Noah's neck, and but we just never, there was, there was just like an opportunity, you mm-hmm. know, older I started building, uh, you know, my family and kids and yeah. my wife get. Right, right, you have your own life to lead. Right, you have your own life to lead, and even so, even oh, if you okay. live, you know, grew up under the same roof... He's ten years younger, so you know, right. you know, you're 25. He's 15. I mean, how much those two share? You're you're getting married, maybe having kids. He's in junior high school, so yeah. okay. Well, in um, getting to know Noah, um, maybe we need to move on to then maybe when you got to be older. Um, how much did you see him? You know, let's just say in those few years. Before he disappeared, let's just go from 2010 on. How often did you see him? How often did you talk to him? Uh, not a lot. Um, I do remember when my dad started building that relationship. He called, you know, he said, uh, 
you know, I just want to say that Noah is y'all's brother. I was excited. Um, uh, still at that point, you know, really didn't build a relationship with Noah. I remember my dad uh, calling me. This was probably 2000, late 2012, 2013. Um, my dad called and said, hey, Noah is staying at a place. He's, he's getting... Uh, he needs a place to stay for a couple of nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was married at the time, and uh, I, I mean, I just jumped straight to dropping what I was doing and, and went and met him and picked him up. And, you know, we hung out for a couple of days. He stayed with me one night, and I got him a hotel room. And, you know, we just spent a couple of days just, uh, you know, just talking, hanging out, laughing. And, um, mm-hmm. and from that time, my dad had a cookout. And he wanted to do this big cookout because we're a family that aunts and uncles get together on the Stevens side. And uh, he had this big cookout for Noah. Noah was excited. Uh, He's just a day of hanging out. And uh, Noah definitely getting to know Noah the limited time that I did. Noah very much carried, and a lot of people will say this, carried the characteristics of of what our family is, and that's love. I mean, Mm -hmm. Noah... Yeah, Noah had an addiction. My dad had an addiction. I've had an addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've overcome it. My dad's overcome it. And my dad wanted Noah to overcome it. And yeah. I really believe that Noah wanted to overcome that addiction. But being around him, I mean, he was full of life. He was well, well-mannered. well I mean, it was, you know, yes, sir. Uh, just very well-mannered and, and, and full of life. Okay, great. Great. Now you've talked about a few things that I want to cover a little bit more in depth. So you got to you got to hang out with him a few uh, you know for a few days at one time, staying at your place, and, and um, you've talked about how he was well mannered and, and everything. Now, would you say when you saw him and he stayed with you for those few days, um, you know maybe at least a few years before he disappeared, would you say that he already had an addiction at that time? Was it obvious to you? He did. Um, he did, and, and I would describe Noah because you know I've been I've been around people and, and I've struggled my own life, and and there's thing there's a thing called a uh, a functioning uh, addict. Yeah. And, and I think Noah was a a functioning addict. I mean, he you know he wasn't the type that was just uh, and even talking to my dad because and just back up just a little bit when my dad really wanted Noah in his life. I mean, it was uh, it was almost a daily conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, daily text. It was my stepmom. And keep in mind, my sister's 20 years younger than me, so, yeah. you know, she, she really got to know him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was a good two-year period where they were building a relationship before he went missing, so, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, mm-hmm. it... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Noah was a functioning addict and uh, still full of life. Okay. All right. So you, so maybe even a few years, you noticed it yourself, even well before 2014, um, that he had an addiction going on. But like you said, like you said, he was a, you're in your opinion, uh, a functioning addict. Um, do you know? Of course, we're going to talk about Carter's hope here eventually, but. Do you know of any other times that he tried rehab or anything like that in the preceding years, 2011, 2012, 2013, that he tried rehab and it and it didn't work out? Any, do you know anything about that? I, I don't, and I even uh, I even asked my stepmother, um, and, and there's no record of, of 
time or any talk of him uh, wanting to go to a rehab or attempting a rehab before Carter's Hope was set up. Okay. All right, so let's uh, move on to this, and I, I'm going to bring this up simply because, uh, as you know, I think everybody knows maybe that knows about Noah's disappearance. We know that um, um, one of your other half-brothers, uh, Josh, um, or is he your brother? Is he considered a half-brother? Josh considered a half-brother, or is he just considered a brother uh, Josh, of Noah's? Josh, Josh is not considered a half-brother to okay. me. Okay. Again, Noah and Josh – Share the same mother. Mother, and you share no parents. Me and with Josh. Noah share the same father. Okay. Now I've known Josh my whole life. I've known yeah. I know Josh. Uh, I, I've known him more uh, on a personal level than I do Noah. Mm. Uh, uh, not to get it confusing, but Josh, uh, Josh's biological dad. Yeah. Is married is married to my mother's sister. Wow. Okay, yeah, so sorry. very uh, close, uh, tight uh, family tree there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, once again, uh, so so Noah's half brother Josh, he has done most of the publicity. He's done most of the interviews over the last six plus years since Noah uh, went missing. Maybe we could just talk about that a little bit. What do you know, or even what you observed? Maybe we should just talk about that about the relationship between Josh. And Noah, what you observed, good brothers. Uh, I think they were when they were young. Um, Josh was always the big brother; he's the oldest brother out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah and Chase. Um, so Josh was the big brother. Josh was the protector. Josh was the you know as they got older, Josh was the voice of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Josh was kind of like not only the brother, but also, you know, the, the dad, I guess you could say. Okay. All right. That's how you, uh, you once again, your opinion, your observation. Okay. Now, you've already stated that you kind of think that you knew Josh even better than you knew Noah. Maybe just in general, um, can you talk about your relationship uh, with Josh, uh, you know, well before Noah ever went missing? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, being that Josh's biological dad is married to my mom's sister, my mm. aunt, yeah. uh, not not a, a lot of times, but there was many times that Josh would come to that side of the family's get-togethers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as Josh got older, Josh, uh, uh, you know, had a custody battle for his daughter, so he was, you know, very involved with social media and against Catoosa County and that uh uh, battle of custody, and you know, and my my aunt talked about it, and and I really supported Josh. I mean, he was standing up to you know to make sure that he got custody of his daughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I as far as Josh, I, you know, I know him, um, you know, very well over the years, keeping in touch and and asking about him, uh, you know, through his dad and my aunt. All right. So you would say that you and Josh. Uh, at least before Noah disappeared, you you two had a cordial relationship. I wouldn't. I'm not saying you were best yeah. friends or anything, but you had a cordial relationship when you saw each other. Well, it, it was, was fun. Definitely, it was definitely cordial, but I think in my soul it was to me, you know, because I always knew Josh. To me, it was like, uh, you know, when I would see him, hey Josh, how's Noah? Mm-hmm. Because again, backing up in that time period for so long, it was never talked about, or I never knew for sure. 
but I had this hunch that Noah was my brother. So, you know, so yeah, I always wanted to, you know, every time I'd see Josh or, you know, got a chance to talk to him, you know, tell Noah I said hi. So okay. it was, uh, I did know Josh pretty well, cordially. Okay, thank you. All right. And, uh, I don't know how much he's going to play a role in the uh, the rest of this conversation, but I just wanted to talk about that because I know that Josh has been so prominent over the last six years. All right, let's move on to this. I just want to name some names. We're not going to use any last names, but I just want to give you some names and just give you so the listeners can understand um, your general, you know, some general information about uh, these particular people. Who is Amy? Personally, no. Okay. Uh, I've never met them. A couple of them, I probably, you know, of course, after Noah's, you know, years after Noah's mm-hmm. disappearance. So, uh, Amy, I, I don't really know her. Just okay. from, you know, the conversations I've heard through, you know, the investigations or the talks, mm-hmm. uh, rumor mill, even if you want to put it that way. Okay. Is it your understanding, maybe, that Amy and uh, Noah were maybe a little bit of a couple? Was this one of uh, maybe let's just put it that way that she was definitely a ladies man. Okay, all right. Uh, So this could have been a woman, a young woman that was with uh, Noah around the time of his disappearance. I don't mean with him the day disappeared. I mean uh, figuratively, they were kind of a couple getting together once in a while at the time. That that is correct because I've seen the the text messages uh, between the two. Okay. Next, uh, another woman, uh, Kendra. Do you uh, would you say that, that she's the same as Amy, or how would you? What would you say? I would say the same. Uh, you know, as I said, Noah. Uh, looking back through his text messages, he uh, mm-hmm. Noah was a, a great looking guy. Yeah. Uh, charm, full of life, and he definitely he definitely did not have a problem uh, having a girlfriend. Okay, so. What you're saying is it's possible, you know, during his adult life that he was maybe juggling three or four women at one time? Uh, without a doubt. That would not surprise you? Okay. No. All right. Um, should I, we put uh, Jessica in the same category um, or not? Any uh, idea about I, that? I, I'm not for sure on her. Okay. These are, I'm, I'm naming these if the listeners want to know. These are just some names uh, that have popped up. And if you've seen the timeline uh, regarding uh, Noah's disappearance that has been put together by a few different people, uh, some of these names have popped up. And I've actually gotten to speak um, to Kendra, to Jessica, and we're going to – this next guy, and I will be detailing my conversations with all of them after this interview. Um, Bobby, who who is he? And we're talking about Bobby, who is a a guy, and I realize right at this point there's a little discrepancy there, but – Bobby, who is a guy, who is he? Uh, I, I have spoken to him. He, I mean, he was uh, he was a, a well-known friend of Noah's at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, even talking to Bobby, they they hung out a lot. They were friends. They partied together. They done drugs together. So I, I would classify Bobby as a uh, as a close friend of Noah at the time. Okay. Uh, the next uh, man, Uncle Rick. Who who is Whose uncle is he? How is he related to you, um, Uncle Rick? He's not related to me, uh, Uncle Rick. I've never personally spoke to him. Uh, I know who he is. He he 
Okay. Um, my understanding that he he lived you know walking distance, um, you know through some woods or uh, not very clear on that, but I know he lived close to Janice at the time of Noah's disappearance. Okay. All right. My so those understanding are... he oh, he struggled, um, you know, with some addictions as well. Okay. And we also have a Courtney. And I'm guessing she's another young woman like the rest of them. And, and I think um, in the timeline, she was with uh, Noah the day that he disappeared. Is that your understanding? It, it is. That's okay. correct. Have you ever uh, met Courtney? Did you ever meet her? I haven't. Okay. And, I have not. All right. And we should uh, everyone should know Courtney is now deceased. Um, and, you know, and I know there's some speculation around that we're, that we're not going to get into in this discussion, but she is no longer with us. She died uh, later in 2014. Uh, let's let me move on to this. Uh, Noah was in jail or, or got out of jail in 2014. Why was he in jail in the first place? Uh, probation violation. And uh, I don't know the details of it, but mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I asked my stepmother, and see, at the time Noah was in jail. Um, you know, this was during during the time that my dad, and my stepmom, uh, you know, were building a close relationship with, mm-hmm. with Noah. And, and my dad, every time he was in town on the weekends, he was going uh, going there to visit him. My stepmom went as well, even when my my dad uh, was not in town because he drove a an eighteen wheeler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and even my sister went, you know, a few times to. To visit him. There was many letters uh, that Noah wrote uh, to my dad and to my stepmom, and uh, and a lot of drawings that he sent. So they, you know, they really put money on his books while he was in there. But he was in there on a, prob- a probation violation. And do you think this probation violation had something to do with drugs or something else? I would say it had to do with drugs. Okay. And my understanding is that he got out of jail not long. Before he disappeared, he'd only been out maybe a few weeks, maybe a month. Uh, that would be about correct. I would say around a month. Okay. All right. So he's in jail uh, in 2014, and then he gets out of jail and he starts uh, meeting up with some of these people uh, that we've already mentioned, both men and women. Let's move on to this, uh, being that we've already talked about it a little bit. Um, and, and this, this kind of, I think, plays a, a key part in Noah's disappearance in this idea of rehab. Um, did you know that your father was or your, was trying to get um, Noah into rehab, this place called Carter's Hope? Was that something that you knew about before it happened? Uh, I definitely knew about it. Uh, again, you know, the time my dad started building a relationship, my dad kept in contact with me. I would ask how Noah was doing, even, you know, while he was in uh, jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the conversation came up. Just, uh, my dad, and my dad even told me this, you know, that he uh, come up. My dad didn't have a lot of money, but he worked hard, and, and he he come up with the money because Noah wanted to go to, to rehab at Carter's Hope. Mm-hmm. And even uh, looking at some of the letters that my, that Noah wrote my dad, uh, he, he was excited. I called my stepmom the other day, and I said, do you honestly believe that Noah wanted to go to Carter's Hope? She said, mm-hmm. without a doubt. He was excited. 
Uh, he couldn't wait to get out. He, I think, mm. I think Noah started feeling the love that he needed in his life through my dad. I really believe that, and uh, the sense of family, because it, knowing what I know, how they grew up, they just didn't have that close knit family in Janice's home, and mm. uh, so I think Noah, he wanted to go. Okay. Now let me just play a little devil's advocate here though for a moment. I'm not I don't I never of course never met Noah. Uh I don't know your dad. Uh, you know, I've never been I've done or done drugs, I've never been an addict. But in retrospect, being that we now know and we'll talk about this in a second that Noah the you know wasn't around on the day that he was supposed to go to rehab, does this kind of call into question whether he really wanted to go to rehab or not? Does that kind of Looking back now, no, does I think it... it definitely. I think it definitely. You have to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing the the thoughts of you know being around addicts and struggling myself in life and, mm-hmm. and overcoming my own demons, it, it's a hard battle. Uh, yeah. When you get around, it, yeah, you can want to go and you can want to change, but the minute you get around that lifestyle. Unless you have the support system, unless you have uh, the, the willpower, and, and, and I'll say the grace of, of God and the strength, it, it, it's so easy to fall back into that lifestyle. That So, I, 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 in my belief, Noah wanted to go. Noah planned on going. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he got out and got around, uh, you know, some people, and, there, and there's that possibility that, that he backed out. Okay, so maybe to put it another way, rehab seemed like a really good idea when he was in jail, but once he had his freedom again, he's like, well, no, heck no, I'm not going to rehab. Kinda. That's, that's kinda. Okay, so that's a suspicion, no proof of that, but we do have to be open. We do, can't um, ignore the idea that this day he was supposed to Carter's, go to Carter's Hope is when he started you know, being out of touch with your father and many other people who I think wanted – him to go to rehab, and we'll get in. Well, once again, we'll get into that. Um, one more thing before uh, we get into the timeline and 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 uh, some of the details um, was, you know, I've seen this message uh, that was on from July 30th, and we're not sure if we'll get into that. But was once Noah got out of jail, uh, do you believe that he was stealing stuff and selling it? Even when Noah stayed stayed the night with me, I noticed there was five dollars going off my counter. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, being being around a, an addict, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think Noah was never, and there's no history of he was the type to break into homes or uh, cars. Uh, but you know, addicts will take stuff from loved ones. Yeah. Okay. Because the reason I bring this up is because there is this. Allegation, I guess, by his godmother, who was, whose name I think is Michelle, said that mm-hmm. he had stolen an iPad from her. Do you believe that to be true? Do you think that happened? I, I mean, I believe it to be true because of seeing the, uh, you know, the, the text messages. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other news, once again, that you've heard in this last six years of Noah stealing anything else, or the allegations of Noah stealing anything no. else? Uh, you know, looking through everything that I've that I've looked through, uh, I mean that 
that's not a reoccurring theme for Noah to, you know, to be a thief or um, okay. I, I just, you know, back to the mindset of an addict, you know, when yeah. they take stuff from loved ones when they're in need, they will. Okay. But they won't go out and steal, you know, as a a way to support themselves. Okay. And we should know, note, uh, he was an addict. What was his drug of choice? What was his addiction? I mean, it was, uh, my understanding, definitely uh, pain pills, bath, feed. Wow. Um, a lot of time an, an addict like Noah, uh, you know, they, they may have their choice, but a lot of times it's whatever's around. Um, okay. But but I do know that he struggled with, with pain pills and uh, uh, smoking meth. Okay. All right, so uh, let's move on to this, and I think we need to establish something beforehand because a lot of what we're going to talk about now is things, of course, you found out after the fact. But when did you personally find out that Noah was missing? And, and you know, not that he just didn't go to Carter's Hope, but, yes, he's really missing. Nobody can reach him at all. Do you, was that in Man, August of 2014 or September? What do you remember? Because the way this played out, yeah, my my aunt and uncle, uh, because my dad my dad had everything set up for Noah to go to Carter, so mm-hmm. my dad was I think in Milwaukee at the time, uh, you know, driving a truck, and he called my uh, you know my stepmom and and which she had to work. So the plans was for my uncle, which is my dad's brother Michael and his wife Carla. The plan was for them. Uh, my dad done had the check wrote because he did not want to give cash. Um, yeah. And he said, you know, my, so he he wrote a check. Michael and Carla drove to Janice's house. That was the scheduled day to pick Noah up. So Noah wasn't there. Uh, so, so Janice, they never went inside. Janice came out and uh, you know said Noah didn't come home. And she didn't seem worried because that was, I guess, the normal thing. Um, so Michael and Carla, you know, they, they left and called uh, my stepmom. My stepmom called my dad. My dad my dad was angry. I my bet. My dad was upset. I bet. My dad was hurt. Yeah. Um, and they've never, nobody from the, my dad's side of the family has talked to Noah since. Um, so what? Did, when did I find out? I did know that Noah didn't show up, uh, mm-hmm. but I put it just like my dad did and, and and everybody else that I talked to at the time. It was, you know, well, he, he's relapsed. He, yeah. He's hiding. He, he, he's ashamed and doesn't want to talk to my dad. And, uh, and I think it was maybe, you know, November, uh, because I do remember before Thanksgiving, you know, that was a conversation that year. Have you heard from Noah? I wonder where he's at. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hope to hear from him. I, I want to help him. And and talking to my stepmom, and I keep saying talking to my stepmom because my dad, uh, you know, passed away uh, a couple years after, uh, well, what, a couple years. A couple years ago, my dad passed away, two and a half years ago, almost three. Mm-hmm. So I, I, my stepmom said my dad, you know, would text him. They would call uh, but there was just never a response back, and so I think as time grew, 
I can't pinpoint a day if something happened. It just came to a point where, well, he's nobody's heard from him. And once again, for you personally, though, do you think that was in August of 2014, September of 2014, or even as far as October? What do you think? I would say more of October. Okay, so it was a while. So it was a while. A few months. Okay, that's fine. All right, so and I all right, so you have that and so a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about here I guess you didn't hear about as far as this timeline until afterwards. Correct. Okay. Um and so you've already gone over what happened that day that your father was not in town. Uh I'm guessing that if he was in town, he would have been the one who drove over there, but instead he got these other people to go over and they get there. Noah's not there. His mother Janice says, "Nope, he never came home that night." And suddenly nobody could reach him. Correct. And then uh, I want to add this in. Uh, approximately two to three weeks, and it could have been four weeks, after Noah was supposed to go to Carter's Hope. Um, and I didn't know this at the time, but Janice, Noah's mother, showed up at my dad. And it was late. It was uh, It was dark. My dad was out of town. He, again, my dad was during the whole week. He was on the road, mm-hmm. but my sister was there. Shows up frantic, um, just crying. Where's Noah? Tell me where Noah's at. And I don't, you know, I don't know if mm-hmm. she was under. Did you send him to rehab? And nobody knows. So I think the whole the timeline there, even a month after he's supposed to go to Carter's Hope. I, so it took a month for the reality to set in to Janice mm-hmm. that Noah's just not around. Okay. All right. And so, uh, once again, these people show up to pick him up on July 22nd, which is the accepted date as of uh, early 2021. And that's, I think, been the accepted date for quite a while now. And uh, he's not there, and he's kind of, I guess... We're not saying he's disappeared. There's surely some uh, – that's not the date of his disappearance, but that's the date that he was supposed to do something and didn't. And your father was really upset, and uh, I can understand why. And uh, so that kind of starts you know, this um, kind of trying to figure out in this timeline that a lot of people have put together regarding what Noah did after this. So um, – he doesn't end up, of course, going to, to rehab, but he's he's being seen with other people. So let's just go over, um, and maybe I should ask you this. Being that uh, you knew that your, this was going to happen, um, do you believe your dad was trying to call Noah? The 22nd, the 23rd, the 24th, the 25th? Uh, do you believe that he was trying to call him and text him and trying to figure out where he was? Uh, most definitely. Okay, and to your knowledge, and I understand your father's not with us. Did you just say that? He's not with us anymore? Correct. I'm sorry to hear yes. that. Okay. Thank um, you. To your knowledge, your father never did talk to Noah at all. No calls, no texts, nothing. To your knowledge. To, to my knowledge, there there has been no contact with Noah um, after that, that 22nd. All right, with your father. Correct. Okay. With my father or my stepfather. Yes. Okay, that's your knowledge. Thank you. Okay, so maybe there was, but they they didn't tell you about it. Uh, okay. So July twenty second uh, starts 
this um, thing that uh, Noah's doing. And let's just go through a little bit of the timeline. Uh, I will have posted the timeline by this time that people are hearing our interview in the discussion group on Facebook, on the page, and on uh, the unfoundpodcast.com website. So maybe if you, people want to follow along with this, uh, they can. But the next date that pops up on this timeline that people seem to be fairly sure is true is that – we maybe have to establish this, being that we've talked about Josh, because this, this, uh, he and his possessions play a, a role in this. Is it your understanding that on coincidentally on July 22nd that Josh also went to jail? So Noah's supposed to go to rehab. Josh um, gets sent to jail. He gets pulled over for some reason, gets sent to jail. Is, are, is it your understanding that both these things happened on the same day? Correct. All right, correct. So this sets the next point up. On the 24th, um, is it your understanding, do you believe the timeline to be true, that Noah and his friend Bobby and others went to see Josh in jail? Uh, correct. Okay. And what happens uh, during this? Why are they going to see Josh in jail? My understanding, they, uh, they were coming to get his uh, – belongings that, you know, when he was arrested, um, and coming to get the keys to his truck. Okay. And is it your understanding, once again, the way you understand it now, all these six years later, was Josh or was Noah allowed to drive Josh's truck around? Uh, did Do you know if Josh gave him any instructions on to sell it? Because there, are, There is news out there that before Josh ever went to jail, he was talking about selling his truck. Do you know if he ever permitted Noah to sell his truck? I don't know for sure. I, I mean, the mm -hmm. conversation's been put out there that, yeah, Josh was wanting him to sell it to, I guess, help with you know getting him out of jail. Okay. Uh, but I don't know that to be true. It's just through, you know, conversations. Okay. But, I mean, that's what Josh told me. All right. So they go to jail um, on the 24th. That's the accepted date. And does Noah get dropped off at Josh's truck and drive it somewhere? Do, does he take it somewhere? Does he drive it somewhere? What What do you know? He, he does. I don't remember exactly where he was going with it, but I do remember that, you know, he went and got it and drove it. Okay. All right, so he does that, and have you ever talked to uh, Bobby about this, his friend Bobby about this? Uh, personally, I haven't. Okay. I will um, – I have, and I've been – you know, you personally have not. I've been trying to pass along to you. I've been talking to Bobby uh, about these days, and I will be talking about that after this uh, interview. Uh, let's. So the next thing that pops up on the timeline, and once again, is it your understanding that people in your family were trying to reach Noah during this time? Once again, your father, his mother, etc. They were all trying to reach him, and he was not getting back to them. Correct. Uh, I mean, I've even asked my dad. My dad. I remember my dad saying he just, you know, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. He's just not people text back he won't return calls and then 
uh, you know, I've seen where Janice through text messages or messengers tried to reach out to him. So, yeah, I mean, every, you know, my understanding is his dad, his mom, uh, you know, his brother, um, and several people were trying to, to get a hold of him, see where he's at. Nobody's heard from him. Okay. And where were you during all of this, Jason? When What were you doing in late July of 2014? Uh, going through a divorce. Okay, so you had your own things going on. Yeah, I was saying it was a, a, a tough time for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was married for nine years, and my wife decided to, to leave, and it, it, was a, it was a dark time in my life. Okay. All right, I understand that. So you once again, you have your own life to lead, and uh, you know you have to take care of your own business. So these other people, they're trying to um, reach him. And once again, at the time, even though you were going through this, <coughs> even though you were going through this divorce, were you aware of these people trying to contact Noah and him not getting back to him? Was that even on your radar at all at the time? It, it was with my dad because I know how much my dad cared for Noah. I knew how much he was making a difference in, in his life. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and my dad, just I knew for him it meant so much to him. So, yeah, I mean, every time I talked to my dad, there was a question about Noah. There was a question mm-hmm. about if anybody heard anything. Um, <laughs> even when I seen or uh, ran across or, you know, Josh, I would ask. Mm-hmm. And uh, but was it a priority of mine at the time? Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, right. Again, I was in a dark place in my life, but uh, I prayed that you'd be found. I asked, uh, mm-hmm. but that's as far as I got involved in 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 that period of the timeline. Okay. All right. So uh, as far as the timeline goes, though, there's nothing that that anybody's been able to figure out on the 25th. There's nothing that anybody's been able to figure out on the 26th of July. So we go right from the 24th with Noah being at the jail, getting Josh's truck, taking it somewhere, getting the keys um, with these other guys. Now on the 27th, um, this timeline that I know you've seen many times, I've seen it many times, and I'm hoping the listeners have seen it before this discussion. Uh, They're hearing this discussion on the 27th, and everyone should know I have gotten to talk to Kendra about this day, and that the she and this guy Michael and Courtney and Noah were all together. Courtney and Noah get dropped off at Walmart. Kendra and Michael go somewhere. They have problems with their vehicle. Courtney and Noah don't want to wait around, so they ended up getting picked up by a guy that we've already mentioned, uh, Uncle Rick. Uh, does that surprise you that um, – in this tight spot where they needed a ride that they would call Uncle Rick and not somebody else, you know, what do you know about that? Yeah, again, I don't know Uncle Rick well. I know I know where the Walmart is. I know where Uncle Rick lived, Janice lived. So I don't think it would be out of the norm. To me, Uncle Rick was the type of uncle that, you know, Noah partied with here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely, yeah, if he needed a ride, hey, Uncle Rick, come get me, and, and I'm sure he did. Uh, my understanding, they went back to Uncle Rick's and and hung out, uh, mm-hmm. and then Noah took off. Uh, you know, 
I can't remember where he was wanting to go, but he, he took off walking and went through the woods. And the woods is uh, basically just, a, you know, an area, not a huge area, but an area beside Uncle Rick's. And I believe you could walk through the woods and it came out, you know, closer to Janice's house. Now, right, and that's what Uncle Rick and Courtney have said, that that uh, she admits, they admit that they were doing drugs there, and then Noah just decided to walk off. Being that you do know where Uncle Rick lives, you've already kind of um, described it. If you could describe it a little more, are there several houses around here? You talked about these woods. Would you say that it's really, really out in the country, or how would you portray well, where Uncle Rick is? So the, the area we live in, uh, you know, of course, there's there's you know, trees everywhere, and it's more like you know if you were uh, if you were sitting on your porch, and at night you could in the winter you could look through the woods and see you know another porch light in the distance. Uh, so in the summertime, it, you, you wouldn't be able to you know it's going to be grown up. So I say the woods; it's not like a, a national forest. Uh, the area where they live, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Mall, maybe three quarter mile from one of the main roads, four lane road with Walmart. So it's just a, it was a good wooded area uh, that you could walk through and definitely not see houses on the other side during the, the summertime. You know when mm-hmm. it's grown up. Okay, and you did kind of say though that uh, where Noah's uh, mother Janice lived is not far from there. Correct. How close is it? Would you say? A mile, uh, two miles. Maybe two. All right, so not far to walk. Correct. Maybe um, if the average human walks at about three miles an hour, three and a half, he could have walked to his mother's place if it's a mile in twenty minutes. Correct. Correct. All right, we don't. There's no proof. The listeners should know. No proof of that. But I guess what we're saying uh, is that uh, at least somebody that, of course, no one knew really well. His mother lived very close to where Uncle Rick lived. Mm-hmm. All right, so it might make sense that if he's leaving, he might have walked back to to uh, Janice's house, his own house. I'm not saying that happened, but I think it's important for the listeners uh, to know that. Um, does it surprise you that um, it, it's once again the perception is that Noah? was avoiding your father and other people who were trying to get him to go to rehab. Is it then uh, surprising or not surprising to you that he was not avoiding Uncle Rick? Uh, it doesn't surprise me. And again, I don't know Uncle Rick, but I think Uncle Rick would uh, just be one of those guys that, you know, hey, I'm not going to tell where you're at. I understand your struggles. Okay. Okie dokie. All right, let's move on to this. Now, what we're going to talk about now is the next day, and you've seen the timeline, and it seems that uh, Noah did pop up because on the timeline that that's accepted um, that that Noah is with a Bobby, and that's still in dispute. I guess there is a Bobby Joe who is a a woman and a Bobby Joe that's a guy. That makes uh, things uh, a little difficult here, and I'm going to try to sort that all out before this episode occurs, but allegedly Noah is gets uh, Josh's truck, and this is where this hotel, America's Best, uh, you know, comes into this, and this kind of is accepted as the last place that Noah has been seen. 
Um, did you know Noah to go to America's Best? Are you familiar with that hotel? What can you tell the listeners about it? Well, I'm, I'm familiar where the hotel was. It's no longer there. Uh, but it's, you know, right at the Tennessee-Georgia line, right off the interstate, interstate 75 there. Um, so it, it was a um, – I mean, it sets off the interstate, but to get to it, you have to go down this road that's kind of, you know, got a lot of woods. Uh, so it's kind of cut back, but you can see it off the interstate. But it's kind of one of those hotels that, you know, people would rent a room and uh, party for the weekend or maybe stay a few nights, uh, you know, run down a little bit, cheat. Um, mm-hmm. But it's no longer there. Okay. Have Had you ever known Noah to go there before? Uh, personally, no. No. Again, you know, whatever. Um, right. You know, even when Noah, that time he stayed with me, you know, mm-hmm. I got him a room and he stayed in a hotel in a, a nearby city, you know, five miles over. So mm-hmm. it, was it normal for him to go, you know, stay in a hotel room? Probably. Uh, probably go hang out with some people to do some drugs. So that was probably normal. Okay. I guess what I'm asking here is in the last six years, have you heard whether Noah went to America's Best often, or do you believe this is the only time that he had anything to I'll do have, with that? What I've seen is the only time. It's the only time. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there's this story that uh, Noah is with Bobby and some other people, and they go to America's Best, and this is allegedly um, the last time that Noah was seen in public. You know, but the listeners should know that Bobby, that the Bobby that I've been talking to, disputes this entire day and says that didn't happen. But there might be um, a little misunderstanding on my part that I will try to sort out before uh, this episode um, airs, and I will talk about it afterwards. So later on the 28th, something that is not disputed is because you can see the, the of course, the timestamp on these messages is that there is a Lisa. And Noah had an exchange about selling Josh's truck. Um, does that surprise you? That, that uh, it doesn't surprise me because, again, I believe that uh, um, Josh wanted Noah to sell the truck. Okay, so what you're saying is it very well may be that um, being that Josh was talking about selling the truck before he went to the jail on July 22nd, that there might have been instructions for Noah to sell it. There could have been. All right. Now, I think that Josh is, to this day disputes that, but we certainly can't dispute the idea that that Noah was had it out there that he was going to sell this truck to Lisa because of this exchange. Um, that, But that, uh, of course, that transaction never happened, did it? Right. It uh, did not. Okay. And I have to admit it's a little surprising to me that Lisa in the message – once again, this will be something that the listeners will get to see. Uh, Lisa says, yeah, I have the money. Where are you? And Noah never gets back to her. So you know, it's a little strange uh, why – you know, it's a little strange. Somebody says money, usually people, people come running, and Noah never responds to her, and that happened late on July 28th. Let's move to this, and being that we've talked to we talked about Uncle Rick already, um, have you seen the message regarding this correspondence between Rick and Noah that also happened on the twenty eighth? Uh, I do remember seeing the messages. Okay, 
And in that message, there is the impression that Rick went to look at at Josh's truck, and when he got there, it was supposed to be at a Target, and it wasn't there. Yeah, and he made a Target, and, and there was a message, you know, it, it, he's not there, and didn't show up. That, that's right. And and Noah just goes uh, like an H-M-M-M-M, like, hmm. And that's the only response yeah. he gave to Rick. Yeah. Okay, and I think that's the last time Rick ever had any contact with uh, Noah as yeah. well. So... Uh, I think what we're trying to say here, Jason, is that the July 28th is is an important day. You, you know, it, it, it is because it's the last, really the last communication. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, I want to ask you a question uh, right at this point. It's you know. So now, it, July 28th, it would have been six days since Noah was supposed to go to Carter's Hope. Did Noah ever contact? Any of your family to say why he didn't go? There, there's never been any contact uh, from Noah to any of my family. Okay, so to no explanation. Why he didn't show up, and um, and looking back at, at my dad and even the relationship they were building, and Noah being a, a you know had manners. Noah would not have disappointed my dad and not eventually mm-hmm. let him know why. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So uh, that was the 28th. Uh, nothing on the timeline regarding the 29th, but on the 30th, I've already mentioned this, this had to do with that iPad um, that uh, an aunt, I, I'm also understanding she was uh, Noah's godmother. Have you seen this message between the two of them regarding her accusing him of stealing her iPad? Have you seen that message? I have seen it. She was uh, she was pretty upset. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Being that you uh, knew Noah, does it sound like message? Does it sound like Noah during those messages? To me, and that did kind of throw me off because it just. It, it just didn't seem like Noah. It didn't seem like how he corresponded to anybody else or uh, how he would just treat her. Mm-hmm. Right, and once again, the listeners will uh, get to see that message. I'm hoping to have it uh, on the website and elsewhere. What you'll be able to do is uh, compare the messages that we know for sure are Noah going back to like the 22nd, the 23rd, 24th, and then compare it to this one on the 30th and see if the language, the syntax, the context, et cetera, the typing seems the same. Okay, I'm going to give you my opinion. It doesn't seem the same to me, but it will be up to the listeners to make their own decision. So all of that material will be available for everyone to see even well before this. Uh, you're hearing both my voice and Jason's. Okay. So we have this uh, exchange on the 30th. It seems very rude on Noah's part. If it is Noah, he offers no sympathy, doesn't even try to tell his aunt that he didn't steal that iPad. Uh, I think you'll see that he was very uh, cold in his response. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we've, you've already explained what was going on in your life at the time. You had a divorce that you were going through, a very difficult time. So you 
Of course, we're not aware of a lot of this. You'll find out a lot about uh, about this afterwards. All right, so let's move up to August 7th, and it should be known July 30th is the last message, I think, that anybody's have been able to identify that could be connected to Noah or his phone or his, yes. or his messenger account. Let's move up to August 7th. Now, this is the date that Josh gets out of jail. I know there's been a lot of uh, theorizing and rumorizing regard this, but we've checked it. The paperwork says that he got got out on the 7th, that, and that's what he's always said. Um what do you know about what Josh did after he got out of jail? Um, what, what can you tell everybody? I think the first thing Josh, when he got out of jail, was, "Where is my truck?" Mm-hmm. Where, where is Noah, and where is my truck? I, I, I believe that was on Josh's mind when he knew he was getting out, mm-hmm. because. I remember Josh back then with his truck. His truck was, I mean, he he loved his truck. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to know where his truck and where Noah was. And I think he was was mad that he couldn't find either one. Right. And my understanding is that was Noah supposed, maybe even supposed to meet him at the jail with the truck? Something like like that. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Right, Um, yeah. It would make a lot of sense and that Noah never showed up. Um, okay, so, but he did get his truck back, did he not? He did get his truck back. It was found, uh, in the parking lot at the, the America's Best Value Inn. Okay, all right, so he got it back the same day, so Josh is out of jail, uh, gets his truck back, but, uh, of course, Noah himself is still missing, and of course, is still missing, uh, to this day, and... In the end, it was Josh who filed these police reports regarding Noah, was it Was it not? Uh, it was. Okay. Um, why did he do it? Why was Josh the person who ended up – once again, we, we know what Josh has said over the last six years. But once again, from your point of view, um, why was he the one that filed this you know, missing persons report, et cetera? Why wasn't it your father or somebody else in your family who was actually out of jail you know, when this kind of happened? Uh, why was it, Josh, uh, once again, your opinion, looking back at it now? Because I don't think at that point in time on August the 7th, I don't think the majority of people in Noah's life at the time really thought he was missing. Mm-hmm. Something's happened. So I think it was, I mean, you're looking at he was supposed to go to Carter's Hope on the 22nd. Here it is a couple of weeks later. Uh, you know, at that time, yeah, questions are starting to to get out there, but I don't think at that time the people he was missing. Okay. All right. And so more of just trying to avoid uh, mm-hmm. avoid people. Okay. Or and so I, is, you know, right. And I guess I what you're know, saying I is, think that time, please. I just don't think at that time it, it was he was considered. Missing something's happened. Okay. The speculation was growing, but uh, yeah, Josh got out, and Josh, you know, that's one of the first thing he done was, uh, you know, file right. a, a missing person report. Right, and we should say he did not file it right on August seventh, but he did it fairly quickly. Right. He did it fairly quickly, and I, I you know, even though I'm not interviewing for him for this episode for a variety of reasons, I do give him credit for that, and maybe it's because of oh, his I truck. You know, maybe it's because of his truck. It, it maybe it alerted him 
quicker than it alerted a lot of other people just because of the truck alone. Sure. Okay. Sure. All right. So let's move on to this. Um, so the police, uh, I don't really know how much the police really did, and I know that uh, there's a lot of stories out there, and I also know that you know when police reports or missing persons reports get filed and the police know, you know, they can look at their records and say, well, this guy or this woman's a criminal, they sometimes don't take those reports as seriously. That's just the way it is. But yeah. you and Josh, so when was the first time you – talked to Josh after he got out of jail, and was that conversation regarding Noah being missing? You know, I can't. This was 2014. Yeah. So I I, I talked to Josh several times, but I can't can't pinpoint a date or conversation in that time period of my conversation with Josh about Noah being missing. Now, my memory does... Recollect, there was many times I will say before I got 100% involved mm-hmm. that I would see Josh maybe at my mom's side, family gathering or something. You know, there would be, you know, small talk. Where is Noah? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was never a deep conversation. It was just Josh, you know, I don't know, but I'm looking. And uh, so I don't, I can't recall the first conversation I had with, with Josh about. That was disappearance. Okay. Did uh, the way you remember it, did Josh or anybody else in your family ever off, offer up any theories as to what happened to Noah? The, the first theory that, that I ever heard and the theory that was probably talked about the most was Noah was in a car with uh, uh, three or four other people in the back seat and he overdosed and uh, or, you know, became. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sketched out the word that's used, and uh, he wanted to get out of the car, and he either opened the door and drug him down or something, and it, he got ran over. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so they the theory was he fell out, the car ran over him, so they ran over him again and disposed of his body somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's the the first theory that that was ever brought to my uh, recollection. All right. Uh, but what the listeners should know, we don't usually do theories, but the the fact is there's no proof of that. That's just something sure, that you can no uh, Okay. All right. So theories going around, rumors going around, as is common in most of the disappearances um, that we cover. Um, you and Josh uh, ended up working together and trying to figure out what happened to Noah for a time. Is that true? Uh, that's true. Okay. And what was what would be that time frame, and what did you two do in that time frame? Uh, I mean, my dad passed, and then you know, um, six he passed in May uh, of seventeen, and then and so I'm sitting in my living room. This is December of seventeen, and uh, man, I'm it just it's like my dad's spirit spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Just out of the blue, I'm just sitting there, and it just—I just felt this need to do something. Okay. Um, because I promised my dad. Uh, I remember when he died; he died not knowing what happened to Noah. Right. And, and I said, "Dad, don't worry. You know, he'll be found." And so, yeah, I'm just sitting there, and it's just—I need to do something. So I—I—I I, I picked up the our message, Josh, on Messenger, and said, "Hey, man, let's talk." And and we hit it off great. We 
we met, we uh, dug through notes, and he was showing me all kind of uh, videos and investigations that he's done and timelines. And uh, But one of the key things was he said, you uh, in front of the detectives uh, because he had some, you know, he, he has some uh, different dealings with the detectives. Uh, that may be nothing you want to go into. No, I don't. I feel like he wanted me to get in front of the detectives. I had another family member, and so mm -hmm. we did. We set up a meeting with the detectives in Catoosa County, and, uh, you know, for a good four or five weeks, man, it was uh, it was constant conversation. It was constant uh, theories, constant mm -hmm. uh, talking to people, comparing notes, and just, you know, really trying to figure figure it out. Okay, and during that time, when once again, when you two were working together, uh, did you ever go talk to Uncle Rick, to Courtney, to Kendra, to Michael, to Bobby? Did you talk to any of these people? Uh, with Josh, no. Why is that? Josh was more focused on me talking to the authorities. Okay. Uh, there was never, looking back, Josh never, you know, um, you know, let's go talk to so-and-so, because every time I would ask that question, or more of bring up, well, I've already talked to them. Here's what they said. Mm -hmm. So, you know, looking back, it was a little strange. All right, so what you're saying is your understanding, once again, you're the, I wasn't there, but you and Josh working together on this, your understanding this was that you didn't talk to any of those people that I just named, but your understanding is Josh spoke to those people. Josh talked to many people numerous times. Okay, but you were not a party to those conversations. Correct. Okay. All right, you were the one mainly on the law enforcement side because of what you just stated? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, because the way Josh was putting it to me is because uh, if, if you back up in some time and there's many, you know, conversations, on social media where Josh and Catoosa County authorities just did not get along. Mm -hmm. And that was due to uh, some child, child custody uh, issues and things of that nature. And at the time, you know, uh, again, with Josh being uh, his, his biological dad married to my mom's sister, my aunt, uh, during that period, I mean, I remember uh, commenting on Josh's uh, you know, social media campaign, uh, support Daddy versus Catoosa County, and, and Josh painted this picture. They were just against him, and, and you know, I would commend Josh for, uh, and, and really believe that the authorities were against him, and that led me to believe that, well, they're just not, uh, they don't like Josh, so they're not doing a thing about looking for Noah. Mm -hmm. So that was more my angle was, yeah, I wanted to get in front of the authorities and talk to them to see see what's going on, see uh, what their theories are and, and things of that nature. Okay. So you started that, once again, you threw out the uh, date of late 2017 when this was all started. Uh, it sounds like both of you were very motivated. In the, I don't know, it sounds to me like it was just months, but you can, if I'm wrong about that, please correct me. But would you say that you two made any progress in the time that you two were working together? Progress in what nature? Progress trying to, you know, trying to figure out, narrowing it down what happened to Noah. Uh, I mean, I, personally, I felt like 
I was making a lot of progress because I uh, keep in mind that at this time is when I'm starting to learn this timeline and starting mm-hmm. to learn these uh, different uh, people uh, that were around Noah. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. to me, it was very uh, monumental because to me, in my in my mind, I'm I'm piecing together the timeline then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it was beneficial to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was beneficial to Josh. Okay, so in your opinion, when you two were uh, working together on this, is that you you did make progress? It wasn't uh, a wasted effort. No, it was not a wasted effort. It was. Okay. I mean, I was excited. Like I said, it was daily. Uh, daily having mm-hmm. conversations with Josh and meeting with him and mm-hmm. yeah so it was very very uh, beneficial and there was progress okay so then I just have to ask you the next question why did you two have a falling out well uh, in, in January of 18 uh, you know so yeah I will say there's progress because you know since Noah was missing Josh was the only spokesperson, if, mm-hmm. you, if you use that term, yeah. for Noah. Yes. H- handing out flyers at the Walmart, interviewing everybody, going to the authorities. So when I got involved and started learning all this, I wanted to reach out to this person, and I wanted to reach out to that person. I wanted to learn all this uh, timeline and reading the text messages, uh, reading all the, the things that are out there. Uh, there was There was activity brewing. People were talking again. It's like it lay dormant, you know, for for a few years, and then all of a sudden, it, it, at one point right there in, in early 2018, late 17, it, it was really a, a talk of the of the community, if you will. I mean, uh, people mm-hmm. messaging one another. Well, all of a sudden, I get uh, I, I get a message on Facebook Messenger from a lady. And I was just explaining that that this is kind of a hobby of hers. Um, she lives in Arizona, and yeah, I was skeptical at first. Josh was skeptical. Uh, they really started reaching out and come to find out it, it was about five ladies that kind of lived throughout the United States that you know, they just they work together and start you know creating a timeline and talking to people and, and just putting things together. Well, Josh didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here saying, huh. And so they started asking Josh some tough questions uh, about some inconsistencies in his stories and things of that nature. Well, Josh, Josh didn't want didn't want them around anymore, and he pretty much, you know, said, "Hey, man, you need to back away from them." And it come to point where something just didn't add up, uh, and then it be, it became a battle. Uh, between me and Josh at that point. Mm-hmm. All right, so Some interviews with some other podcasts out there. I think that was going on at that time. 
Um, did that surprise you? How that went? Were you were you surprised on how Josh reacted to that? I, I was pretty shocked. Yes. Okay. Uh, again, I've known Josh my whole life. Uh, he caused uh, a little bit of a, a qualm in my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we held a memorial for for Noah on his birthday in 2018, and uh, man, that just drove. Uh, that's that's really when. Josh started being more threatening, and that's when I had to go to the magistrate court. Was after holding that uh, vigil mm-hmm. uh, memorial uh, at my church, and um, man, it, it just shocked me. You know, I'm like, why would you not? Uh, why would you not want a fresh set of, of eyes? Uh, here you have, uh, you know, ladies that are that are just spending their time not getting paid, but they're just wanting the yeah. help. Why? Why would you not want that help? And so it just it led to uh, a wedge that that still today. All right. What would what was Josh's argument against them? Uh, once again, just to play devil's advocate here, I'm I'm trying to be objective. What was Josh's reasoning for not wanting them involved? Well, I think they started at pointing out uh, some inconsistencies in Josh's timeline. I think they caught him, uh, you know, in in some lies or started asking him tough questions, even about, uh, you know, Josh and why Josh had access to Noah's everything, Noah's social media. I get that, but what was Josh's response to all that? That they need to back away, they need to stop, I need to stop talking to them. Okay, did he, uh, I guess what I'm saying is, did he offer up any rational belief, like, I'm not lying, they don't know what they're talking about, um, they're just trying to uh, drive a wedge between me and you, Jason, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anything like that, or the only thing that comes to my mind that I can honestly say, because again, there was, you know, I just there was, I don't think there was one moment where me and him were screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. It was more of, you know, I'm just I'm backing away from him and listening to them. But I do remember the comment: "I'm the one that is looking for Noah. I'm the one that interviewed all these people. I'm the one that handed out flyers." I think it was taking attention, and in my opinion, mm-hmm. it was taking attention away from Josh. Okay. Now, I know he's going to hear this interview. What do you think he would say? What would he say is the uh, reason? What would he say is the reason that you two stopped working together? I'm sure it's not going to be because you know of what you're saying. I'm just saying, what do you think he's saying? Maybe he can't believe that I didn't trust him. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know what he would say. I, I, to this day, I can't figure out why he got so mad that somebody's trying to just help. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what his thought process is. I don't know okay. why he turned against me and was threatening. Okay. You know, because he would say, where was you when Noah was alive? Well, I'll explain where I was at. Yeah. Uh, and today, I think that would be his question. I'm his brother. I'm the one that was looking for him. Why could you not believe me, trust me? Why could you not 
follow the path that I was leading down. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the only thing that, that he could say. Okay. But I would say back to him, why would you not invite this help? Why would you not allow new people to come in and look at the timeline and, and talk to the people and put a, a timeline together? Why okay. would you not? Okay. When was the last time you've actually spoken to Josh? Well, it had to be 2018. I can't remember exactly when I found mm-hmm. the uh, the magistrate. Uh, well, I do remember the last time physically talking to him face-to-face. Um, that was when all this was going on, and I remember um, him uh, meeting me and my twin brother at my church. It was mm-hmm. on a Tuesday night, um, so it had to be, you know, January 2018, um, maybe February, but I remember meeting him, and we were going to have a meeting, and I even recorded it, and me just sitting down, and me asking him questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Where is your truck now? Who did you sell it to? And just questions like that, that, you know, he, he became, uh, you know, angry at, why can you not trust me? Why do you have to ask those questions? Why can't you just tell those women to go on? Um, mm-hmm. and, and that was the last time that we physically talked. Uh, okay. Uh, before these before these women, and I'm, I'm familiar with at least a couple of these women that you're talking about, uh, before these women started looking into it themselves, uh, and what, for the record, I just want to put this on the record, it is very clear that Josh was in jail at the time that Noah disappeared. We are not saying that Josh had anything to do with his uh, disappearance. I just want to state that for the record. Okay, for the record. All right, we know where Josh was at the time that presumably Noah disappeared, and um, we're not saying that. Um, But I I think what we're saying, though, is that when other people started looking at Noah's disappearance, they were finding, figuring out some flaws in what you and Josh were doing. Correct. All right, and and your opinion is that Josh didn't like that. Correct. In my opinion, that's that's what I believe. And for the record, I'm not sitting here saying that I believe Josh is responsible. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is I'm a common sense person. Why would you not want this help? Why would you not want fresh eyes, fresh ears? Why would you not want that? And that caused me to back away from it. Right. Okay. I got you. All right. I think we've talked about that enough um, because I think the people deserve to hear your side of it. We know uh, what Josh's side of it has been because he's, of course, talked about it and posted about it for the last six years. The listeners are going to decide for themselves. Let's get back to the disappearance itself. Uh, have ever, any searches been done uh, in the area around Uncle Rick's? Uh, there has. Catoosa uh, County uh, authorities, by Josh's request, brought cadaver dogs out in that area and done a search. Okay. And, of course, nothing was found, not, of course, any remains, nothing that belonged to Noah at all. Um, the, the, of course, Josh's truck, um, was it in running condition? Of course, there's a story out there that uh, it broke down while Josh was in jail. 
But my understanding is once they went and got it, when Josh got it back on August 7th, that it started right up. What is your understanding? My understanding was that when Josh found the truck, there was no keys. Uh, mm-hmm. So he couldn't get in it, or he could get in it and just didn't have keys to start it. Uh, and he called. He had to call a locksmith. Um and I can't remember if it was either trying to lock it and the keys were in there or mm-hmm. had to get a locksmith to make a key. But he didn't immediately was able to take the truck. But my understanding was that was the only thing preventing the truck from starting was needing a key. Okay. Uh, but the truck was riding. All right. Thank you. Uh, do you know if Josh ended up being that he was trying to sell the truck before he went to jail? Do you know if he sold his truck after he got out of jail? Uh, well, eventually I did run a, a, a Carfax on it um, and realized it was sold to a um, a car lot on, in Rossville, on Rossville Boulevard, um, uh, which is Chattanooga. But, you know, I tracked it down and, you know, couldn't find it. But I know the truck was, was sold to a guy that owns a small used car lot. Okay, and do you believe that was uh, shortly after Josh got out of uh, jail? Do you believe that was during the time that you two were working together? What do you think? Uh, I can't remember. I'll get that info to you because I've okay. got it. Uh, okay. It tells exactly when it was sold. Okay. Now, being... I, think it was, I think it was more of a, a, a year or two after, but I can't. I don't have that in front of me. I apologize. That's all right. Okay. So it seems that Josh, uh, it seems, followed through uh, with the the intention that he had before he went to jail regarding his truck, and uh, he he had posted about that. Uh, Regarding America's Best in this hotel, uh, do you know if any of Noah's possessions were ever found there, any clothes, anything else? To my knowledge, there has not been any possessions found. Okay. And so what is missing besides Noah himself, his phone? Now, I know there's discrepancy with Josh and all that, and we are not going to get into that in this discussion. So anybody uh, who knows about that, we're not even going to touch that. His phone was missing, but, I, you know, I have – there's a couple theories that, that, his, that Josh may have had his phone, and again, yeah. I don't – I'm going to have to delete that. I'm not even going to touch that. But okay. I'm just saying it – Noah's phone, was it ever pinged? Do we have any information uh, from it at all, to your knowledge? Regarding Noah's phone, the only knowledge I have that it, it was pinged, mm-hmm. and the last was downtown Chattanooga. And I'm guessing that Uncle Rick uh, doesn't live in downtown Chattanooga? No, Uncle Rick lives in uh, Okay, so if the phone's pinging in Chattanooga, it could mean somehow that that Noah's phone made it from where he was, where Noah was in Uncle Rick's, to 15 miles away somehow. Correct. Okay. Do you know of any uh, any information regarding the phone, any texts, any calls? Of course, we've talked about some messages that he sent to a few people, but to your knowledge, when was the last time the phone was used? I don't have the exact date, and I do know that uh, Catoosa County had some questions 
and even reached out to uh, Facebook mm-hmm. uh, to get the records. Okay. Because at least as far as the timeline goes, it seems that the last contact that he was using um, Noah's account, I should say, we don't know if it was Noah or not, but it was July 30th. Once again, this had to do with his godmother, Michelle, and that was the conversation about the iPad. Anything after that... Um, it, you know, it doesn't seem it exists. Maybe I should ask you this though: Is it your understanding that Noah had Josh's phone while Josh was in jail? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. All right. When you were working together with Josh, did he ever say that to you? I can't remember. Okay. So I know that there is that story out there on the timeline that that you know that that was a situation that that Noah had Josh's phone. Um, but what you're saying is in all the conversations you had with Josh before you had this falling out from August until early 28, um, until early 2018, Josh never told you, yeah, while I was in jail, Noah had my phone. Did he ever say that to you? He didn't. And the only thing with the phone that I do remember Josh was saying was he, he, you know, was about the phone being pinged. Okay. All right. Let's move on to this. Uh, I just want to ask you this. We, once again, we usually don't do rumors, but I'm going to ask you this because it's come up recently, and somebody said this to me. Um, you know, one of the many people I've talked to, you know, in the last week. Um, was Noah? Is there any proof that Noah was running drugs for a drug dealer uh, down to Atlanta and back? Any proof of this? To your knowledge? No proof at all. All right. Have you ever heard that rumor? I've heard that rumor, and 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 may I say one of the uh, one of the hardest things to deal with going through this timeline, yeah. talking to people, listening to and seeing conversations between people is the many different rumors, speculations. Yeah. Of course, and it's hard to cut through all of it. And uh, just to be honest with you. Uh, Jason, is that when you have disappearances that involve drugs, people who are addicts, as the listeners know, I don't care. Uh, we'll cover any disappearance out there. I don't care what a person's you know, gotten to in his or her life. Um, but these, it seems when we uh, cover disappearances that somehow touch upon drugs, all sorts of rumors. The stories are many. And they're usually yeah. very contradictory, so that's the way it seems in uh, Noah's disappearance as well. Um, since 2018, um, have you had a chance uh, yourself to talk to any of these people that have been mentioned uh, in this uh, interview? Uh, once again, Uncle Rick, Amy, Kendra, Bobby, anybody else? Uh, have you spoken to any of them about Noah? Uh, I have talked to... Uh Bobby, uh, the male. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to Bobby Joe, the, the female that was at that had the hotel room. Okay. Uh, I spoke. I spoke to Brandon Farrell, which was a very close friend to Noah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are the only three um, that that I've that I've personally spoke to. Okay. 
And when you spoke to any of them, did they ever offer up their own theories as to what happened to Noah? Did they ever point the finger uh, at anybody, or did they think that Noah overdosed in the woods? Uh, any of them offer up their own ideas? And, and I think that's the frustrating part because, uh, you know, it's like you talk to them, you talk to them again, and it's, you know, everybody's first theory. Yeah, when I talked to Brandon, when I talked to Bobby, was – uh, everybody wanted to run back to that first theory that was put out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nobody knows who he was with. You know, and that's that's the thing. Well, if that's the theory, do you, do you know who he's with? No. Then how do you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, you know, I talked to him again, and, and I've heard that this person's done it. I've heard that this person's done it. So where it, it has became um, disappointing. That so many people have so many different theories, and that this person knew, and this person was responsible, and this person was there. Uh, and it's just like you're you're standing in a group, fingers are pointing every direction. Everybody's pointing at everybody else. Yeah. All right. Um, what's this been like uh, for your family? Of course, we know that you're estranged from Josh, but you know, of course, that he's been the front person, I guess, for your family for the last six years. But the rest of your family, um, of course, he's just technically isn't a family member because you're not related to him. But um, what, what's this been like for the rest of your family? Of course, you talked about how your father died a few years ago, of course, not knowing what happened to Noah. Um, what's this been like? Well, it's, you know, with my stepmom and my sister and, uh, you know, my my brothers, um, it's we want to know where Noah's at. We want to know what happened to Noah. And, and the thing that, that keeps this going for us is for my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad my dad done all he could to correct not being there for Noah as a child. My dad was a man, when he died, I've never seen so many at his funeral that spoke of how loving that man is and what he would do for anybody. So I've I've promised my family, I've promised my dad in a spirit that I will always, uh, I have a portrait of Noah in my kitchen. I think about him every day. I pray every day that he is found. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I've I've searched every avenue that I could and that I can, and I'll continue to search. Um, But, you know, for my mom's, my mom's side of the family, because Josh's um, dad is married to her, it's it's caused uh, it's caused a little bit of discommunication. Uh, it's caused uh, a little bit of a disruption. I'm not going to say it's major, but it, mm-hmm. from what I grew up with, it caused some disruption because maybe I think um, that they. Think that I think that Josh may have done something. I'm not even saying that. I've never said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's caused disruption there. But I will never stop saying that Noah's my brother. Uh, my dad loved him. I love Noah. Um, you know, and, and I've searched every avenue that I can. I've been. I've talked to the FBI. I've talked to the authorities. I've talked to the News Channel Three. Done a Crime Stoppers. Um, so I, I promise Noah that I'll. I'll, I will be here. I've even went and had to go 
take a probate court, Paul um, being a probate court to 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 be the rights over Noah, if you if you put mm-hmm. it that way, I guess. Okay. All right. Um, I know that there are a couple Facebook pages or groups uh, set up for Noah. Would you like to name them right now? Uh, I mean, the only one that is, uh, I mean, Josh has one. Mm-hmm. Where is Noah Davis? Mm-hmm. And then uh, these ladies that, um, you know, that really helped me back in January of 18 that put a timeline together is yeah. where in the world is Noah Davis? All right, so we got two of them. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not going to uh, shun Josh's. Josh's. We're here to I, – I think he's looking to find answers too. But like I said, there are reasons that he's not on the program today. But uh, once again, what is Josh's again? Uh, where is Noah Davis? Okay, and what is the other one? Where in the world is Noah Davis? Okay, and I just want everybody to know uh, I'm going to be linking to both of them. I realize Josh is not on this program. I'm realizing that he's probably going to have some problems with this interview and everything else, but you know Unfound, we don't care about that. If there's people out there trying to find uh, answers to a disappearance, uh, we're more concentrated on the victim who is Noah, we're not concentrating on uh, on other things. So that's the, that's the way we're going to handle it. Um, Jason, any final words before we complete this interview? No, I just want to thank you for your time and determination and for what you do, not just for Noah, but the many untold uh, um, you know, stories that you've been in and of helping people who, who have not been found. I, I commend you, and I, I thank, thank you. Thank you. Bottom of my heart, and I speak for my family. I thank you for taking interest in this and taking your time to to speak for those who can't be heard. All right, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you to say, uh, Jason. Uh, it's not just myself; it's my assistants. I know that a lot of listeners get involved, and we're all very sure. passionate about passionate uh, about this. And it was a pleasure having you on this episode of Unfound. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. And that was my interview with Jason Stevens, half-brother of Noah Davis. I thank him for joining me and all of you on the program. Before I pass along to you the conversations I had with other people Noah saw around the time of his disappearance, I need to direct you to Unfound's website, theunfoundpodcast.com, and please go to the Noah Davis section you will find the timeline of his disappearance along with screenshots of conversations he had in those last few days. I will be referencing all of those items before this summation is over. As for the talks I had with Noah's friends at the time, I'll start with Kendra. She was a young woman who last saw Noah when Noah and Courtney got dropped off at Walmart on July 27th. That is on the timeline. Kendra even went back to her old Facebook account to find messages exchanged with Noah at the time. She has admitted that those days were a bad time for her due to her own addiction. But Kendra has now been clean for quite a while, and her life has changed much for the better. And I congratulate her on getting sober. Kendra did offer up her theory as to what happened, and what she has heard over the years. 
but she could not pass along any facts to support any theories she had or heard. Kendra then directed me to Jessica due to conversations the two had back in 2015 about Noah. This would have been about a year after he disappeared. Jessica had told Kendra that Noah had stayed at Jessica's place for a week after Noah left Uncle Rick's. So if this is true, that would mean Noah was around as late as August 4th. So I talked to Jessica about this. Jessica did not corroborate Kendra's story. Yes, Jessica said Noah had been at her place, but she was very vague on when. It very well could have been as far back as right after Noah got out of jail earlier that month of July 2014, or maybe July 23rd or 24th. Granted, it would be big news if Noah was at Jessica's alive and well as late as August 4th, 2014. However, I see no reason to believe this, since Jessica offered no facts to support it. Could she be lying? Yes. But I don't think so. I do not believe Noah was at Jessica's as late as August 4th. I then spoke to Bobby Rogers. This is probably the most noteworthy conversation I had, because the official timeline of Noah's disappearance puts Bobby and Noah together on July 28th. The timeline says they and others were together at the America's Best Motel in Eastridge, Tennessee. And the timeline even says that Bobby is the source of that information. The problem. Bobby denies it. I showed him the entry on the timeline, and he says that never happened. Could he be lying? Sure. Why would he lie to me but tell the truth to someone else? I don't know. The issue is he doesn't deny the entire thing. Instead, he says that yes, he was with Noah at MAPCO and America's Best, but it wasn't on the 28th. Bobby believes it was more like the 25th, two days before Noah went to Walmart and Uncle Rick's. Moreover, Bobby claims the last time he saw Noah was when they were with Kendra and another girl. Well, we've already established that Kendra last saw Noah on the 27th, and that Bobby wasn't there for that occasion. And guess what? Kendra does say that she, Bobby, Noah, and another woman were together. And yes, it was before the 27th. So it kind of sounds to me like Bobby is telling the truth about that. It doesn't rule out the July 28th story regarding Bobby. He could still be lying. However, for me, he is telling just enough truth for me to start to believe the 28th really wasn't the 28th. It might have been the 25th or 26th. And that changes things quite a bit. Why? Because to this point in 2021, when I'm recording this, the only accepted and allegedly provable sighting of Noah, after him being at Uncle Rick's and walking off on the 27th, was at MAPCO and America's Best on the 28th. Well, if the 28th is now in doubt, it means the last sighting of Noah was when he walked off from Uncle Rick's. And this brings me to something that Jason said during the interview. 
He said that Noah's mother's house, the place Noah had been using as his home base since getting out of jail, was only a mile or two from Uncle Rick's. More to the point, Janice was the only person Noah knew in the vicinity of Uncle Rick's. So to me, it makes sense that Noah, when he walked off, could have been heading home to his mother's. The problem, his mother never stated Noah came home that night. We can add that to the fact that after Noah disappeared, Courtney had told several people, including Kendra, that she was afraid Noah might overdose that night due to the amount of drugs Noah took before walking off. And this goes back to the relationship on the timeline between July 27th and the 28th. Nobody in the last six plus years has been able to figure out how Noah went from walking off into the night at Uncle Rick's to him ending up at America's Best with those other guys the next day. What do I mean? How did they all manage to get together? How did they all communicate their intentions? Where are the texts and calls that show how Bobby, Noah, and the others ended up there in East Ridge, Tennessee, on July 28, 2014, if that happened? Because the public right now, in 2021, can see tons of messages about a stolen iPad, about Uncle Rick showing up at a Target and Josh's truck not being there, about Noah planning to go to rehab, on and on and on. But nothing about Noah ever talking about going to America's Best on the 27th or the 28th, or even planning to meet anyone at America's Best. Who picked Noah up? Did he pick someone else up? What time? Where? Nothing. We the public have nothing regarding any of this regarding July 28th, 2014. Is it because these messages have been deleted because they may incriminate some people? Or could it be because the messages never existed for the 28th? Because Noah getting together with Bobby and the others actually happened on an earlier date, like the 24th or 25th, like I stated a few minutes ago. In fact, the only proof of Noah's existence after July 27th, if we rule out the 28th, due to Bobby saying it never happened, are the very few messages I just mentioned. The one about the iPad Noah stole, and the exchange concerning Uncle Rick being at Target looking for Josh's truck. And those messages don't sound like Noah at all. If you analyze the entire catalog of messages that are now public that people have collected over the last six years. Moreover, as much as Noah was a ladies' man, why do no messages exist between Noah and his women after July 27th? Not with Kendra, not Courtney, not Amy, not Jessica, none of them. Not one. Now that is a communication breakdown. I'll leave the theorizing up to you. And that's the program. If you found it informative, please go to the app that you use to listen to Unfound 
and give this podcast a nice review. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Densel, and you've been listening to Unfound.